You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Hey, what's up everyone? John Lee here, also known as The Property Shark, and welcome back to another episode of the On The Rise podcast. Today our guest is Tom Wang. Um, he is the FBA master, um, and you know he, he's put out a lot of great content, and he also has an amazing podcast, uh, which I listen to as well, so definitely um, go check him out. And Tom, thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, no worries. I know you want to do this uh, in person, but unfortunately, uh, you know, with the things going right now, it's it's probably better to do it virtually. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we've been we've actually been in, in talks of doing this for a while, but just because of the, the current circumstances, I figured, you know what, like why don't we just do shoot one over Zoom, um, and then uh, definitely, you know, we'll meet up once this is all said and done for sure. Um, and Tom, for people that don't know about you. Um, why don't you give them a quick introduction about yourself? Sure. So, um, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, so my name is Tom. I, I mean, let's take this back to the beginning, I guess. Um, I was born and raised in China, uh, Northern China in a city called Harbin. It's, uh, actually borderline Siberia. I came to Canada with my parents in 2001. Um, you know, my parents were both very hardworking individuals in China, uh, had great jobs, but when they came here, they obviously, you know, my mom was like a dishwasher. My dad was making minimum wage at a, at a family office. So from an early age, I saw them kind of, you know, sacrifice a lot of their, their life for me to have a better future. And I told myself at an early age that when I grow up, I want to I wanna be rich, right? So from there, I, 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 from the age of 10 to, I'd say, 23, 24, I, I would try everything I can to make money legally. Um, I always have to add it in there because some people think, you know, start dealing drugs or something like that. <laughs> Never done that. But yeah, I mean, anything you can think of, man. And You know, I, I remember uh, scalping concert tickets, Canucks tickets. I would, uh, I remember Tangerine, which is a local bank, um, has a uh, promotion where if you get your friends and family to sign up, you know, they, they get $250 for free. I get $250 for free. So I took that and ran with it and, and made a couple thousand dollars, but nothing big, you know, just a couple thousand here, a couple thousand there. But whenever I saw an opportunity to make money, I would try to make money. Um, but uh, it wasn't until, and then I went to, well, yeah. So I graduated high school in 09, went to UBC, got kicked out of UBC for essentially just terrible grades. Uh, then went to Langara, got kicked out of Langara, went to Kwanlin, got kicked out of Kwanlin, went to BCIT, finally graduated, um, and then got a job at uh, Yellow Pages doing cold calling, uh, basically calling like 100 people per day for about two years. They're really well there. Um, you know, sales have really taught me that whatever you put in is what you, whatever you get out. So the more, the, the, the more you call, the more money you make. The less you call, the less money you make. It's as simple as that. So I, you know, worked my ass off and, um, but, but then I found Amazon in 2015 um, yeah. because I, again, I always wanted to start side hustles and whatnot. And, you know, I tried drop shipping, I tried everything and 
you know, didn't, didn't commit to anything before, but with, uh, with, with, with Amazon, it was interesting um, because uh, everything made a lot of sense. It's like, Hey, you can list your stuff on Amazon and, and Amazon gives you the platform and you just have to manage your listing essentially. So launched our first uh, product on Amazon in 2017. Um, you know, first year we did like $130,000 in sales and I was still working at Yellow Pages, my nine to five. And I had this little side gig um, that I come back home to and work on it with my girlfriend. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it was picking up, but at that time I really wanted to quit my job. So I, 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 I needed to make more money on Amazon. So invested in myself, got myself mentors and took courses. And second year we did like 1.6 million in sales. Wow. So I, I quit my job and uh, my girlfriend was still working her job. I quit my job. And then um, third year, which was last year, we did about like three point something million, 3.2, I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, the business is growing and, um, and, and we're still actively launching products on Amazon to this date. Um, we're building, we're trying to build more of a true e-commerce direct to consumer brand at this point than just an Amazon business. And, um, and I also coach Amazon. So I, I help other people who had the dream when they were young to start the, start these high side hustles, but never found something that worked. And, and I know Amazon quite well. So I, I've been helping these folks to, uh, get their first side hustle launch on Amazon as well. So, uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's a, that's a longer introduction of the short introduction. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, that, that's great. So Tom, I, I kind of want to go back to the very start. Um, you know, when when you kind of immigrated here and then you started paid struggle. Uh, what like what was the mindset that you have? Because it almost feels like you know when a lot of people grow up in that environment they they just get complacent and they feel like you know this is all like this is my life in front of me like i have to go get a job and this is this is it like there's no room for growth like there's i can't dream big you know this is kind of my life and it's kind of set in stone so mm-hmm. how did you kind of break out of that initially yeah i had a i had a good friend back then his name is mike and uh i've known him since i was like 14 or 15 or 16 something like that uh i used to go snowboarding a lot on grouse and it's all like caucasians right like white kids who who go up the mountain and i I remember seeing this asian kid who's around my age and we're like we just kind of you know became friends and he would always buy like new snowboarding gears i'm like what the hell is this guy like he's 16 like are his parents buying these for him or uh whatever so it turns out that he was actually like flipping cars. So he would like buy cars in the States at that time, the dollar was very even. So he would buy a car in the States, import in Canada and sell in Canada for a profit. And he would be making some money there. So it was kind of cool to just like see someone being successful. And then he basically just like, he, he, he um, ended up making a lot of money through that industry. He started shipping cars on China and just at the end of the day, just currency arbitrage, right? Like, and, so that I think was very inspirational to me. It's like seeing someone within my reach who has achieved success. And I think one of the things for me is that is just knowing a lot of successful people back then, even when I wasn't, wasn't, you know, uh, didn't have any money or anything like that. It was just seeing like, Hey, if that guy can do it, like, why can't I? So I think, um, an advice I can give to any, you know, any of the listeners out there is that if you feel like you're in a rut, if you feel like, you know, um, 
if you feel like, ah, like this is my life, it's whatever. The easiest way I think to break out of that mindset is to meet people out there that are, um, that have accomplished like amazing things that are, that started from nothing that are immigrants that were poor, that were whatever. And then ended up doing something like really successful. It's like, go find people that have done that and you'll listen to their story. You'll hear their story. And that's why I like biographies and autobiographies a lot. It's just like, one thing you know with the common denominator between all these successful people, most of them at least, is that they all started in the same position as you, right? Like they didn't have some sort of a superpower, super gene inside of them that made God made them better and made you worse. Like we're all pretty much equal. It's just um, seeing the possibilities. And if you hang around with the right people, they will lift you up instead of like pushing you down. So that's amazing. And do you, do you have a favorite biography and, and why? I like uh, the shoe dog. Um, yeah, um, it's it's the CEO. It's by the founder of Nike. So just listening. I mean, Nike obviously is such a global brand, but how did Nike start? Like how like how did he get into the shoe industry and and Phil Knight and I mean it's incredible, man. Like just knowing the 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 journey that he came through and knowing that the, you know how yeah I mean the journey was incredible. So listening to stories like that is really motivating. It's like. It's like, if he can do it, I can as well. So. Absolutely, Tom. And back in the day, like it, social media wasn't that big yet, um, especially when you were kind of growing up. So how did you connect and surround yourself with all these, you know, amazing inspirational individuals? Don't quite remember, to be honest. I mean, Mike, I met him on Grouse. So just getting out there. Um, other people, I, I don't know. Um, I think I met some interesting people when I was, um, yeah, I don't quite remember to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't have a good answer for that. No worries. No worries. So again, it's just, again, even if you don't have people that you can meet in real life, like listening to podcasts or even online, there's a lot of mentors there. Listen, man, like there has been never a better, a crazier time in the human history where, I mean, the other day, I remember I was watching um, an interview by this billionaire investor, I forget his name, but it's just like, watch, listening to him speak, you know, like listening to him to give his opinion, listening to him where he can actually preach his thoughts and it's so accessible on your mobile, on your desktop, and anybody can listen to that. So I think it's really easy to find mentorship, easy, really easy to seek information now, uh, nowadays, it's never been better. So, I mean, look at like all these podcasts, right? Like I was listening to another podcast that, uh, um, you know, uh, it was, it's called the Exit Strategy. And the guy sold his business to Procter and Gamble in two years for a hundred million dollars. And he started a podcast and now he interviews other founders, um, about how they started their journey and they dive really deep into the, the, you know, the tactics and stuff like that. And it's like, you got two multi multi-millionaires sitting down talking for an hour and you can actually be a fly on the, on the wall and listening to what they have to talk, uh, talk about 20, 30 years ago. That's pretty much impossible. You got to like go hunt them down and, and, you know, like, like, I don't even know how you would do it. Yeah. You have to hunt them down and beg them to have coffee with you. But now you don't need to do that anymore. So that's pretty incredible. 
That's amazing. And again, just, just being resourceful online and, and leverage all these platforms and, and apps that you have access to and just learn. Yeah. Just learn, man. I'm, I'm always, always, always like super curious to learn about new things. And I think like I call it a little piggy bank. Um, you know, you can put a cent in a piggy bank, but as time goes by like that piggy bank will actually fill up with money. And I feel like same with knowledge. If you just learn something new each day, um, it will, it will, it will come around and there's going to be one day where you're going to have so much knowledge that you're going to be like, Hey, I know how to resolve this issue. I know how to resolve that issue. So on and so forth. So. That's amazing, Tom. And I want to kind of fast forward a little bit to education. So kind of take me through like the journey of kind of being kicked out of so many schools and, and yet you, you were still able to pull through and finish to get your degree, you know, kind of like that whole journey and what's your take on education? Yeah, I think education has, it's like, it depends on what you want to be when you grow up, right? So if you want to become a doctor or engineer, like, please go to school, right? I, don't, I wouldn't want like a doctor to perform a surgery on me if, you know, he, he didn't, you know, went to med school or anything like that, he or she. But um, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like you probably better off to just learn on your own and work for a startup or anything like that. Um, like, you know, when I hire people, like I could give less of a crap if they, um, I have like six or seven employees now and I don't care about their educational background. Like, yes, it, it does help. Um, and yeah, it does help. It doesn't hurt. But at the same time, it's like, I would, yeah, I, I think the education industry is, is um, there's a, there's a huge lag. Anything that you learn in school it's pretty much already expired because the world changes so fast. So I think the best way to learn is just listen to podcasts from people that have been there and done that. Learn from people that have built multiple six, seven, eight, nine figure businesses with their own hands. Because, you know, one thing is to learn theory, but the other thing is to actually turn that into practical knowledge and to, to actually do it. Those are two different things. And school only really teaches you theory. So, um, but at this time, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, if you, like, I'm not here to say like, hey, you should drop out of school or don't go to school. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. I think school, there's definitely benefits. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not everything, right? Like, I know a lot of people that, you know, are really smart, like in school, that are super hardworking. They got straight A's. Like, everybody thought they were gonna be successful when they're older. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not. They're, they're working at a, you know, a shitty job. Um, they're, they're making, you know, very, very low money. They're working really hard. And I don't think that's what they want. Right. And maybe it is what they want and they're super happy, but, um, and, and, you know, back in school, people thought I was probably going to be, I don't, I don't even know what they, people thought. People probably thought this guy was just going to be a nobody. Right. But for me, it's like, I've always tried different things. And I think that's the biggest thing is you gotta, you gotta be willing to try. Right. If you don't even try, how can you succeed? It's impossible. Trying is step one. So I've always been very, very open to that. And at the end of the day, you know, like business is like baseball. Like you can, you know, you got to swing, right? If you don't swing, you're never going to hit a home run. But every single time you swing, you might strike out. You might strike out. You might hit a base hit. But once in a while, you're going to hit a home run. And that's all that matters. You just need that one home run. Like for Amazon, that was a home run for me, right? But I... I mean, I tried so many things and I swung out on so many things, but that's okay because if you just hit that one home run, um, it's actually all going to pay back plus like a hundredfold. So 
that's amazing. It's kind of like the the saying, you know, Wayne Gretzky's like, you know, miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. So similar to that analogy. Um, and Tom, I, I, I'm curious to, to find out, you know, how you define failure um, because, you know, in school, you know, you got kicked out. So there were so many times that you got kicked out of institution, but you kind of kept on pushing through. Whereas most people would have probably been kicked out once or at most twice and just give up. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you define failure? Um, and, and, you know, how do you come out of that? Failure, um, it's all lessons, right? It's not, I, I, I don't really think anything like it's a failure. I think the only time you fail at something is really when you give up. That's how I define it. It's quite simple. I, I, I mean, everything is a lesson learned, right? I think a lot of people want to start their businesses. People want to start something. They're scared of failure. And that is such a, like, why are you even thinking so far down the road? Like, you, how, how do you know it's going to fail? Like, you can predict the future. How do you know it's not going to succeed? And what, so what if it fails? Are you going to be sleeping on the street? Or like, what's the worst case scenario if you do fail? Like, if you're going to be like, shit, I'm going to be sleeping on the street. I'm not going to have food to eat. Then yeah, I can see that being a very rational fear. Like you're just like, you have a hundred bucks left in your pocket and like, you cannot get any more money ever again. And you're like, I, I can't risk this hundred dollars. Like, look, I completely get that. You should probably keep that a hundred dollars for food and shelter. But the reality for most people is that's not the case, right? Like they're going to have more money coming in. If they start a project for 5,000, 10,000, if you lose it, so like, so what? Just tell me like, what's the worst case scenario that's going to happen to you? Are you not going to eat for a month? Are you not going to sleep for a month? No, like you're still going to live. You're probably not going to go out to a nice restaurant and have a steak dinner and buy like, you know, like, and, and go out with your friends and stuff like that um, to have a nice dinner and whatever. Um, but that's probably the worst case scenario for most people. And I think a lot of people also care too much about what other people think. It's like, oh, if I fail, then everybody thinks I'm an idiot. Um, and that's what's wrong with your friends, right? Like if you're hanging out with friends that make you feel that way, I'm telling you right now, um, you are doing yourself a very big disservice. Like you are actually setting yourself up for complete failure because of the friends and the circle that you have around you. And now I know some people are like, hey, um, well, Tom, like I'm not so lucky to know so many successful people. Well, guess what? I wasn't lucky either. I didn't know fucking anybody. Like I just made my, I, I just met one person and another person, another person. I just put myself in the position to meet these people. So don't think that I had a million dollar Rolodex when I came to Canada with my parents who worked as a dishwasher. Like I didn't have people I can call up to that are have seven figure businesses that I can pick their brain. Everybody started the same position. So don't feel bad for yourself because I mean, like life doesn't care about that. Success doesn't care about that. You can feel, you can feel bad for yourself as much as you want. But the reality is that this is not a, you know, a Disney movie where one day Prince Charming is going to come and, and save you from the, uh, the current situation. Like you're the only person that's in charge of your situation. You're the only person that can get you out of the situation. So it's just a matter of like, are you willing to take that responsibility on? And if you are, then like, go do it. Um, so that's kind of what I have to say about that. <laughs> that's awesome, Tom. And I think you made a good point of like the, the responsibility is like people are scared of failing and they're scared of judgment. And that's the only reason why is because they don't want to be responsible for their mistakes or take action um, to fix their problems and they want to point that finger at someone else instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, look, man, like I'm, I'm on a different wavelength than like, I think even you, right? Like you are like, you're starting this podcast, you took initiative, like you have this, you had this thought of like, Hey, I want to start a podcast and you actually went out and did it right. Whether your podcast blow up or not, it doesn't even matter. Like I have a podcast. It's called the Tom Wayne show. People ask me like, how many downloads have you had? I was like, I don't, I actually don't care because I actually started the podcast for myself to reach out to successful people and interview them because I want this to be my own little version of like a MBA. Right. Um, and then the other day I checked how many views I have. I have like 4,000 downloads, which is like, it's not terrible, but it's nothing great, but I could give less of a shit because I did it for a different purpose than blowing up on a, on a podcast. But at the end of the day, I, I do understand I do and I don't like I know that there's a lot of people out there that are that have these type of mentality and mindset and the way they think um but I can't really relate to them that much because um yeah it's just I I think it's like I'm not here to say I'm better than you or I'm looking down on you from it's just like we're we're like if you're going to a nine-to-five job and you you're not taking any action to start a side hustle um, you're just living your life like every other day and, and you're not improving. You're not trying to be better in any way, health, wealth, spirituality, all aspects of life. Right. Then like, I just, yeah, like I can relate to that because for me and with my friends and with my circle, like we're out there every single day, pushing ourselves, trying to be better. And I can't stress this point enough. Like you have to have friends that are better than you. If you're the smartest person in, if you're the smartest person in your friends group, like you're in the wrong circle, man. I'm telling you, like my friends in my circle, like every day, if you talk, if you see the people that I talk to, I'm nowhere near the top. Like people that I talk to, they are doing crazy things. And like, like literally like $10 million a month in sales. Like I'm can't even do that in a whole year. And not, and for me, I, I think a lot of people are saying, Oh, like you're so money driven. So no, I'm, I'm actually not like I, 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 for me right now, I actually don't care if I have more money or less money for me. It's that challenge for me. It's like this person has figured out something that I want to, that I want to do, but I haven't figured it out yet, but he's showing me the possibility that it's possible, right? It's, it's possible. So if it's possible, if he can do it, then why the hell can't I do it? Does he have something that I don't No. Then go do it. What's your excuse? So mm. I think just having people around you where you can talk to every day, that are just much better than you in every way um, really push me. But at the same time, you know, don't get into the comparison game. Don't be like, oh, you know, he's better than me. He's, she's better than me. Um, at the end of the day, like, I do believe happiness is everything. Like, at the end of the day, if someone has, you know, $100 in their bank account, but they're the happiest person in the world, dude, like, you want, you won the game, right? Like, at the end of the day, you're happy. That's all that matters. And for me, I kind of learned that because I remember just constantly comparing myself like, oh, you know, he's doing that. She's doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets, if you keep comparing yourself to others, I mean, there's always a level above. And for me, now I realize that just compare yourself to yourself, right? Um, where you, where you were yesterday versus where you are today. If you're making progress, that's, like that makes me happy, right? That's my level of happiness. If I go to the gym, if I eat healthy, I see my body change from a month to, to today. 
that makes me happy. If I see my business grow, that makes me happy. It's just living up to my full potential makes me happy. So, yeah. That's really awesome. And, and I feel like, again, with, with social media and stuff, like it's almost like a highlight reel for a lot of people and they, they like to flash their successes, their whips, the lifestyle, but they don't really show the journey that it took to get there. Uh, but for yourself personally, like how did you kind of get out of that like comparison mindset or was it just kind of turning that focus inwards and really like doubling down on yourself and being aware like, okay, like I'm seeing my improvements. Like that's what makes me happy. I'm like comparing myself to other people that doesn't make me happy. Was it just yeah, just, I mean, yeah, it, it was just like, I wasn't happy. Right. And then I'm like, that's weird because why am I not happy? Like I have, I would never thought how much money I would be making. I thought you were, when you're a kid, you want to be rich. Now you're now, now you have money, like drive a nice car. Let me know, like have all this type of stuff. Why aren't you happy? And then I just started asking people like, Hey, like has this happened to you? Like, why aren't you happy? And then it's very common, right? It's very, very common. And people just said, and then I looked a little bit inward and I understood what other people were going through, what I was going through. And then just kind of, yeah, I mean, first is to be self-aware, right? Knowing that you weren't happy and then just trying to figure, just like any other problems, right? Figure out an issue. So the issue is what I wasn't happy. What's the solution? Um, started looking inward and, and so on and so forth. So I'm not going to stand here and say today I'm 100% perfectly happy with my life. Um, but I'm taking it day by day, right? I'm living in the present moment and, um, you know, whatever I'm going through today, it's okay. Like as long as I'm healthy, I'm breathing, I have a place to live, I have food to eat. That's really all that matters. And then tomorrow's a new day. So we can tackle that problem. So yeah, don't think about too much, too much into the future either. And just kind of take it day by day. That definitely helps a lot. I, I was for a while, I was keep thinking about the stuff that I want to do and, and what I'm going to do five years down the road, 10 years down the road, three months down the road. And it's a lot of thinking into the future. Whereas like the future is just a projection. The future is just your, it's like a movie, right? It doesn't exist. Um, what exists is literally this present moment of me and John and doing this interview and the next breath I take. This is the present moment. Nothing else really matters. You know what I mean? Um, so I understood that and, and, and then I just basically said, okay, well, if nothing else matters, let me just focus on the present moment. And then once you kind of understand that mindset, um, start, stop thinking about, Oh, I have to do this later. I have to do that later. Just take it easy, you know? Um, and, and started feeling a lot better that way after that. That that's really powerful, Tom. And I think our, the listeners should really kind of go back to list, listen to that little clip there because it'll definitely help them get through times like this right now, where no matter how much you stress or worry, like the future is so unpredictable that anything could happen. So why not just kind of take a step back, take a breath and kind of really focus on right now and what you have yeah. and really be grateful of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Tom, uh, for someone that's like coming up, like even for you, like you've, uh, to a lot of people, you've probably achieved, you know, you're, you're, the, the, you're at the seven figure mark, which is insane for a lot of people to even think about getting there, but yet you're surrounding yourself with people that are doing seven figures a month. Right. Um, and doing a lot more dollar volume compared to you. Um, so I was curious to kind of see like how you were able to build your million dollar Rolodex and connect with people that are, that are better than you, you know, when, when you're starting off. 
Yeah, it's always like reaching out and kind of being humble and like providing value and understanding like how you can help them and and don't be scared to reach out. Don't be scared to you never know what one phone call could lead to. Um, I know this guy in my space. He's built five eight figure businesses and he's selling one next year for nine figures. So that's over a hundred million dollars. Um, and I've known him for a long time and I wanted to pick his brain, but I didn't, but I, I knew someone that we have mutually. So I got, Oh, uh, one thing I can kind of give you a little hack on is okay. if you know someone that you want to reach out to, always try to get an introduction to them first. Don't like you can reach out in terms of, you know, a cold email or whatever that usually works as well. But if you can get an intro, that's like, that's, that's key, right? That's, that's super key. So if you can find somehow go on Facebook, go on Instagram, see who's following, like, do a little bit of investigative work and, and, and try to get that introduction. That's like super, super critical. Um, especially for the busy, busy, busy people. And don't reach out to them and be like, I want to pick your brain. Like no one like to hear that. It's like, I heard, I heard a very funny analogy. I, I forget exactly how it went, but it was like asking someone to asking, cause so many people ask me for coffee. They're like, can I just sit down for 15 minutes with you for coffee? Right. I'm like, at the beginning I said yes a lot. And I realized that it's a complete waste of my own personal time because they will ask you all these questions that you'll never hear back from them again. Maybe they've gone out and, and built big businesses, maybe not. But asking someone 15 to 20 minutes for coffee, it's almost like going down you know, the road and asking a stranger to see if they are willing to help you to move your house for 15 to 20 minutes. Like mm. no one wants to do that. So, um, yeah, I think just reaching out to people, connecting people, see how you can be at a service to people. Um, you know, I, I'm always providing value, right? Like if I see something interesting, like a cool article, I'll send that to my friends, right? Um, putting people into a group together that are all getting them connected and, and, and just being a connector, being a, being a service of other people. And um, whatever you give out to the world, you get, you get 10 times more of that back, so. That, that's powerful, Tom. And, and I, I think I, I know, you know, which guy it was. And uh, I think you still have the link up on your, on your Instagram for, to listen to the podcast. Right. Uh, it wasn't him. It was someone else actually. Oh, it was someone else. Okay. Got it. But that's amazing. So I like how you gave the idea of being the, the value provider and just getting an introduction to someone because then it's, it's almost like a warmer yeah. approach versus it being really cold. Yeah, because I mean, they get emails all the like, I'll probably get a lot of messages, emails, DMs, I want to pick your brain, can we jump on a 15 minute call? So like, I don't want to, I don't know you. Like, I have no idea who you are. I'm sure you're a nice person, but I have my stuff to do. Like, I have a list of priorities, right? I have a list of things like just like you, I have 24 hours in a day. And like, why would I jump on a 15 minute call with you if you just come off and, and it's, a, it's that take and give mentality, right? If you just come off, like trying to take, 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 like I want to take 15 minutes every time. You're taking, you're taking, you're taking, you're not giving. So if anything, do like giving first, right? It's like, oh, I don't know what to give. Well, fucking figure it out. I don't know what to give either. Just like go, go on their Instagram, see what they like and see how you can provide a value. Don't be lazy. Like do some work and put in some thought into it. You know, be thoughtful. Don't just <laughs> like, I don't know what to give. I don't know, figure it out. It's not rocket science. 
I like that. I was going to ask you that question, but that's brilliant the way you answered it. Just any way to provide value or for you to stand out. Like you're absolutely right. You know, like if, if on Instagram they have a pet dog, like, you know, you find a way to send them some, some treats for the dog or something, whatever, right? Whatever, like, man. There you go. Yeah. It's not, it's not about the thing. It's, it's a thought, right? Like mm. it's a thought that counts. It's not about the dog treat or dog toy or a dog, whatever. It's, it's a thought that counts. It's like, Oh, it speaks to your character, man. You know, when you do that, it really speaks to who you are as a person. Like the action you took, it's like, okay, this person is different. Right. So. That's powerful, Tom. And when you graduated, you know, why sales, why yellow pages and you know, how, how has that been uh, an important role in, in terms of um, your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, it was super important. Um, sales, like that's just, you know, I didn't have any sort of like crazy degree, so I wasn't really qualified for it. It was just at BCIT, I took sales and management. So every, all the, all, everybody basically graduated that went to sales. So that's what I did. And I got denied by like 10, 15, 20 jobs, employers. Um, none of them wanted to hire me and uh, I didn't have any experience and whatnot. So yellow pages is the only one that picked me up because it's really high turn rate, turnover rate there. Like they will hire anybody. It's, $10 an hour as base, but it's a limited commission. So, um, you make as much money as you want, or you make as little money as you want. So it taught me a lot because it taught me that whatever you, the heart, it, it takes hard work, right? The more activity, the more action, the more work you do, the more, the money you like, the more money you will make. So I mm. get this, you know, my closing rate, let's say was like 5%. Well, knowing that your closing rate is 5%, <laughs> It's just a numbers game from there. Because if you call 50 people, you're closing two people. If you call 100 people, closing five people. You obviously want to close more. So if you can make a thousand dials a day, which is impossible, but if you did, you close 50 people. So it's like, it's, it's just math, right? I mean, it's simple math. Everybody get that. So for me, it's like, I really understood that. It's like, hey, based on all the calls that I made over the past three, four, six months, I have this closing rate. And I know that each time I get, so let's say I have a hundred calls, right? But let's say up to the 80th call, I get nothing like zero. I know I'm confident enough to know that the, over the next 20 calls, I pick up five people. So it's like, um, it, it, it's a numbers game and each no leads to that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel and I see exactly where it is. So just walk towards that. Um, so that, yeah, that really taught me, you know, a, a lot about work ethic, about um, just constantly doing stuff, taking action and whatnot. So yeah, that was a, uh, it's, it's a very good job. That's amazing, Tom. And from then on, you know, you were working there for about two years, you said earlier. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, when did you start dabbling with Amazon and, and, kind of what were some of the, the side hustles from there? You said you did drop shipping for a little bit too. Um, well, I, I wouldn't even call drop shipping for a little bit. I just literally probably tried for like two days and I gave up. But Amazon started in 2015, 2016. Um, yeah, I think 2016. And uh, the story was I, I bought and sold these hoverboards, but couldn't sell them on my own website. So my buddy like reached out to me. He's like, hey, I can sell these for you on Amazon. So he did it and I'm like, holy crap, I had no idea this Amazon thing existed. So that's how I first discovered Amazon. And then from there, it's just a matter of learning and getting our first product live on Amazon. Absolutely. And how long did that, pro that, that, that timeline take, you know, for you to 
find a product to, you know. Took about, in, took about like almost a year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're doing it very passively, but if I had to do it now, it's like, you know, it can take two to three months, so. Because you were starting off, you still had your full-time job, and then this yeah. was the, the side hustle that you picked up. Yeah. Um, in terms of like getting things, you know, going, did you invest in any courses? Did you start by learning everything on Google? On yeah, YouTube? it was just a lot of it was a lot of YouTube, a lot of Google for myself. But back then, I really wish I would have invested in the course because that would have cut my learning curve by you know ninety percent. Yeah. Absolutely, Tom. And in terms of the the difference between Amazon and drop shipping, because I feel like there's so many like mm. courses online nowadays about these two, which are all relating to selling products online that people get confused. Right. Drop shipping, drop shipping is when you create a store, you put a bunch of products up, you try to get sales through Facebook ads or Instagram. And then when you, when someone buys the product, your Chinese supplier will send them, send the product directly to or Chinese supplier or US supplier, send the product directly to uh, the end user, the customer. So you, you don't have to hold the inventory, but at the same time, you're not really creating your own brand. You're selling commodity, you're selling fats, you're selling products that have no brands. Whereas for us, we actually go ahead and create a brand and then use Amazon as a platform to sell that product, sell that brand using Amazon's fulfillment centers. So it's called the FBA program fulfilled by Amazon. And that's why when you go on Amazon to buy things, you know, your products come in two days, three days because Amazon fulfills that. So we're essentially creating our own private label brand, putting up on Amazon to get sales. And the goal is always try to get off, diversify off of Amazon, to build a true D2C brand. So use, you know, Shopify and influencer marketing, SEO, um, you know, any other brands that you see online. So Amazon is just really just a sales channel for us. Got it. And from your point of view, um, why do you think the Amazon model would be something that could work for you? It, I mean, everybody shops on Amazon. <laughs> That's it, right? That's a simple answer. It's like Amazon is this huge freaking beast uh, where they spend billions and billions of dollars getting customers to go on Amazon to buy stuff. And all you got to do is really just provide the customers with a product. So the customer is already there buying things, whether you like it or not. So, you know, um, you just got to supply the market with a superior product. So that, that, I mean, that's the one thing that's much better. And Amazon does everything for you. So all the logistics, payment processing, returns, customer service, warehousing, pick and pack, shipping, it's all done by Amazon. So. That's amazing, Tom. And moving forward, kind of, do you have a five-year plan? Um, not really right now. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, there's, you know, always working on a couple of things here and there, but I should probably have one though. That's amazing. And most importantly, Tom, you know, how can people reach out and connect with you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's tom.com.ig. It's a T-O-M-D-O-T-C-O-M. So spelled out dot I-G. YouTube, Tom Way. Um, yeah, those are probably the two best places. Perfect, Tom. It has been such a pleasure talking to you, Tom. You know, thank you again for your time and sharing your journey with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers. Cheers.